Craft beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, and my partner in craft is John Ream. And John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Got a nice beer here. Got my birthday hat on. It's a good day. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know what? And in celebration of your birthday, we thought we would bring on another friend to join us in this show. So we're joined by our, our buddy and Facebook page administrator, Mr. Chris McKenzie. And Chris, have you recovered from a weekend of sin in Vegas? I have. Uh, as, as far as I'm going to recover, um, I'm, I guess I'm ready to go back to work tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'm not ready to go back to work tomorrow. No. 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 Well, good. Well, j- welcome back to Tap the Craft. We have a lot of listeners that really enjoy hearing what you have to talk about. Uh, but, you know, now that John is located... And it's kind of close to the East Coast. You might have some competition in the beers that you guys will be talking about. So, I don't know. It may not be as uh, as much of a novelty. I, I'll need to get over to Seattle more and get the Seattle beer so we can cover John's old territory. And then you guys can cover the new East Coast territory. Well, I did just find out today that um, a brewery close to John, uh, Jackie O's, is doing a collaboration with one of our Tampa breweries here right now. Oh, sweet. sweet. Oh, nice. Cycles out there, John. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I saw a picture of that, actually. So. All right. Well, good. And, and Cycles, one of the beers that uh, I got to try while I was uh, visiting with you this weekend. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, John, um, before we get started on the show, you did mention it is your birthday today. Happy birthday, John. We were going to sing you a song, but we thought that we would spare our listeners that kind of, uh, you know, problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not singing is probably the best gift you could give me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So do you feel uh, a year older? No, not really. No? Pretty okay. much the same oldness that I've felt for a while now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you're still you. You still are the younger one on the show, even with Chris added in here. So you're you're still a youngin. Yeah. You're not that old. I got that. I got that going for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's get into the show. We got a lot of content. We're gonna try to keep it short. Famous last words, but we will see how it goes. And uh, let us uh, just ex- explain what Tap to Craft is all about, in case we have any new listeners, because we're growing our listener base. Every episode. So for all you new listeners out there, we are Tap the Craft Podcast, and we are an educational podcast, and we like to focus around celebrating all things craft beer, and we want to help you guys along in your craft beer journey. So you are listening to episode 72. Man, we are flying through these uh, episodes. We're almost to 100. I mean, pretty soon. I guess another... Yeah, almost done with season three. Yeah, we're almost done with season three. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so episode 72, and we are recording this on John's birthday, which is Monday, April 24th, 2017. And in this show, we will be discussing some branding and marketing strategies for a new brewery, as well as talk about the weekend that Chris and I spent in Vegas and having a great time in Sin City. And of course, we have some great beer 
uh, that we, we had, so we want to talk about that. And uh, we have some listener questions and feedback. So we have a pretty full show, and with three of us craft beer lovers on here, you know there will be a lot of great beer conversation. But before we dry ourselves out with all that talk, we need to be wetting our palates, I guess, keep our, keep our mouths wet. I don't know, that doesn't sound very good, but, you know, <laughs> keep, keep some beer in our, in our system. So, Chris, what are you drinking tonight to help keep you lubricated for the show? I'll just go with hydrated. Hydrated, thank you. Yes, that sounds better. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know why my mouth is just like in pot. I came from Sin City, so I guess I just have a lot of, you know. You are not going to lube me up. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm drinking um, Count Von Kassel's Imperial Stout from Zephyr Hills Brewing Company uh, right here in Tampa, Florida. Okay. It's a little out-of-the-way uh, brewery that uh, – I was fortunate enough to help build, and um, those guys put out some really fantastic beers. This is one of their first uh, beers that they've ever bottled. So, we're oh, okay, yeah. I was just that getting to try some. Yeah, I and, was. Uh, I was. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like to barge in on my conversation here, but all I was going to say is. Is now that I interrupted you three times, I don't remember what I was going to say. It was, well, good. I remember what I was going to say. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, I was just happy this is the first time that I got to try this actual beer. So um, I hadn't tried it until you just asked me what I was drinking. So I'm uh, very, pl- very pleased with it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to skip my question because I totally forgot it. Maybe because I'm exhausted and I'm drinking beer myself, but... Before I get into what I'm drinking, John, uh, Mr. Birthday Boy, what do you got special in your glass? Uh, so I have a beer that uh, you provided to me. Ooh. And that's the Sakai Old Devil's Tooth Barley Wine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is the, the last of the uh, five-pack that I was provided <laughs> uh, when I came through Boise. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It's um, got a nice head on it. And... Uh, some nice firm bitterness to it and some toastiness. It's good. Oh, good. Good. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It is one that ages really well, and it does kind of tone down some of those, uh, some of the hops that are in there and some of that, uh, I, I don't know, it's not too sweet, but it's got a little bit of that malt, you know, a lot of that malt in there too, but it tones it down as it ages. In fact, I've got one more can of that beer that is probably three and a half years aging and i i think if i wait uh, six more months it'll be four years solid so i don't know if i'm going to drink it now or if i'm going to wait i think i might just drink it now get it out of the way and see how, how it goes but i i bought a, a six pack of that a, a while back and uh, it's pretty good stuff so i'm glad you're enjoying it and uh, yeah, and and I apologize for the five pack. I thought I was going to give you a six pack, and when I put it all together, I only had five beers. And I felt like I was like, oh gosh, I'm, you know, I, it's like I went and gave gave a friend a beer or a, a six pack of beer, but I took one before I gave it to him. We all know that's what actually happened. It's fine. <laughs> you got something you're like you know what? Actually, I wanted that for myself. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah. Well, uh, what are you drinking? Okay. Well, I am drinking a new beer. In fact. I mean, I hope all the beer is new, but a new one to me from a brewery I haven't had until today. And it's from Two Kilts Brewing out of uh, Sherwood, Oregon. 
And I don't even, I, I'm, you know, I've lived in Oregon a long time before I came to Boise, and I don't even know where Sherwood is, so I need to look that up. But it's called, it's a Scottish Ale. And I've got, I got two different beers from my stepfather. He went, he went to this brewery, and he enjoyed the beer, and he decided to pick up some and, and send it to me. And I just, the package was waiting on the uh, steps as I arrived back home last night. So I threw them in the fridge, and I had the IPA earlier today, which was really good. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to talk about that real quick, I, I, just because um, it's a unique IPA. It has uh, it it has some uh, like floral hop notes in the in the nose, and those floral hops carry through with the flavor. But here's the weird thing: uh, the the bittering at the end of this beer has a very distinct Pilsner hop, noble hop, like a like a, a hop that would be used in a in a Pilsner, and and a pretty strong. Uh, noble hop uh, character in the finish for the for the bittering, um, and and it, it's it's interesting. It's also it's unique, but I, I'm unsure if it's something that I really. I mean, I, it's a good beer, but it really kind of threw me off because I wasn't expecting to have those floral hops up front and then having this kind of that noble hop uh, kind of sharp uh, bitter finish at the end. Have you guys had uh, a beer that that may have used some noble hops in the finish with some more new world? Uh, hop stuff in the in the aromas and flavors i mean i'm sure i have i just <laughs> don't um just none of them stand out off the top of my head okay <laughs> yeah i i don't know um yeah nothing that i'm aware of okay I, I, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's a very unique flavor that's why i thought i'd ask because it's i'm sure i've had stuff i've had ipas that have a weird a different character to it um, that is still good, but weird. And I just wanted to throw because I just experienced it just a little while ago. I just wanted to throw that out uh, in case you guys remembered one that that really stood out to you that way. But okay, let's move on to the Scottish Ale though. So this Scottish Ale, um, I've only taken a few sips at it, but so far I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, it's you know it's got that nice uh, malty sweetness, um, and but it doesn't. It, it finishes off pretty dry. It's, the, the linger the sweetness doesn't linger on. Uh, something I really appreciate in a good Scottish ale, and you guys know I'm a sucker for Scottish ales. So uh, yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy this. I have I have one more can of each beer to try, so I'll be able to drink it now, and I'll be able to drink it again uh, maybe tomorrow or or a few days from now and see um, you know how the second can goes too. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking. So let's see where are we going to go next. Let's go uh, oh to fun things we've done since our last show, which was quite a while ago because we actually recorded early. So there's probably about three weeks of time that's gone by since we we last recorded. So John, since today was your birthday, by any chance did you do any beer-related stuff today or have you done any beer-related activities since you've relocated to Ohio? I work today. Oh, that's what? Um, oh, come on. <laughs> in terms of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the big thing was moving. Um, and I actually did go visit a new brewery, uh, Saturday, which I'll talk about when I talk about my beers for the week. Um, but yeah, drove 2,598.6 miles, uh, to get to Ohio, uh, which was great with, uh, <laughs> two boys. And they, they actually did really well, um, for, the majority of the time mm-hmm. just a couple little breakdowns but uh you know no no car troubles no nothing like that so good good as smooth as you could ask for 
given the circumstances. Yeah, and and the weather from all the way through was pretty decent for you. You didn't run into any major storms or flooding. Or um, yeah, once we got through the snow in Oregon, um, it was clear sailing. Uh, no, we didn't even have rain. I don't think the entire time we drove. Good. Once we got past the snow, so uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Okay, that's so, it. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I need to leave time for, for Vegas because I imagine uh, between the two of you, it's going to take a while. I will let you know that I have dates for next year already. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, let me know. I'll get you dates. <laughs> so we can start collecting beer now. Yeah, yeah. So, so Chris, since we both have this, as far as I understand, we have the, both the same fun activity that we just got done enjoying uh, just last night when we all we both flew back home from Vegas. Let's just go ahead and talk about that. So, um, why don't you start off and explain what we were doing in Vegas as far as why we were there? I mean, I know why I was there. I was there to see you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but well. well say the reason I was there is you know to drink beer and hang out with other people. I was there though because um, uh, my wife had a, a conference for work there for the dog training company that she works with. They're based out of Las Vegas, so they uh, have a national get together every year, and and all of the significant others uh, like like our friend Jameson that you mm-hmm. got to spend some time with. Yeah, uh, yeah. we we just all hang out while everybody else is in class and just enjoy some time. Yeah, yeah. So. What I wasn't expecting, so the the deal is, is you came in Friday, no, you came in Thursday night. Thursday. Yeah, and I came in Friday during the, the day, and um, when you arrived on Thursday, I didn't realize that you had sent a package ahead of you to be delivered at the hotel, or I think, was it delivered at the hotel or at the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the hotel, and it was full of beer, and in fact... How many beers did you have in there? 12, 13? There were 12 in there, and then I think I had one or uh, there was one in my suitcase, too. Oh, wow. Okay. And so. So you came unprepared, is what I'm hearing. Right. right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting I was, that. I was good. I don't know about anybody else. I had enough beer, but I just didn't bring enough for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, when I, when I say 12 bottles. Uh, in fact, the smallest bottle you brought was a can, a 12-ounce can. Everything else was 22 or 25-ounce bottles, right? Well, that that's not true. I, I did bring the 120-minute uh, IPA. Oh, true. <laughs> which, yeah. on a side note, probably one of the best beers out there, Amanda. Um, that, that's my rant. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we might talk about that in a little bit because I, I, I got a pretty good laugh out of your back-and-forth conversation on that article. But, um, but yeah, so I, I picked up some beers, too. I wasn't going to come and not be able to share uh, some beers with Chris from the Boise area and the, the Northwest. I didn't just bring only Boise beers, but I, I didn't bring quite as much because I put mine in my suitcase, and uh, I, I was thinking that, yeah, we'd have maybe, you know, he'd have like six, and I'd have, you know, six or eight, and, and we'd be able to share, and we'd, you know, go out and do stuff. Uh, so when I saw the picture before I left, I was in shock that, wow, holy smokes. He, or no, I didn't even see it until the next morning when I woke up. I said, wow, we have a lot of beer to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it was great. And what made the beer so special is, Chris, you brought all of the, like, the high-quality, uh, like some of the best beers 
I, I, I hope these are the best beers because these beers were damn good. And if there's even better beers out there from the Tampa area, then I'm living in the wrong area because I, I'll tell you what, the beers you brought were fantastic from a number of really good breweries. I'll, you know, and I'm going to talk about a few of the ones that you brought that I really enjoyed because this was a special treat for me. I cannot get Florida beers in my area. And until you sent me uh, beer uh, from, from Tampa before, I had never even had any Tampa Bay beers or Florida beers, and uh, and I've always wanted to try these, you know, Funky Buddhas and the Cigar Cities, and, and now the Angry Chair, which was a new one that, that you have been talking about that totally blew my socks off, and and for that being so close to your house and walking distance from you, if, if I was in that situation, I'd be there, like, you know, two or three times a week enjoying the, the beer they're putting out. Thank goodness they're closed on Mondays, because I... I thought about going there today since we had a little bit of time just kind of after we picked up the dogs from the kennel and, mm-hmm. and just kind of getting back and get, you know getting laundry done and stuff. I said, oh, we can go over to Angry Ch- Oh, wait, it's Monday. It's Monday. They're, they're closed. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're talking about Angry Chair, let me just talk about the first two beers. I mean, I, we, we had a lot of beers from there, but I'm going to talk about the ones that really stood out that I gave like a five. Most of them were fives. Uh, on untapped and and I had one or I had a couple that were 4.5s and they could be fives I just felt guilty giving so many fives so I had to lower this, the, the numbers on a couple of them but uh, the first one which <laughs> which John I would love for you to try this beer next to your own uh first barley wine the one that you that I saved for like 4 years aging before you, I drank it um this is the Anger Chair Brewing's Bourbon Barrel Dave's Barley Wine and I'll tell you what, this again, perfectly, uh, perfect use of bourbon barrel aging, where the flavors of the bourbon and the barrel were enhancing the barley wine and not turning it into a bourbon bomb. And I really appreciate beers that can have just the right amount of that character in the beer and still maintain the original style. And it's just like what yours beer did, John. I was. I was, as I was drinking it, I thought, man, this tastes so much like that Her Majesty's Fusion Barley Wine or whatever the – what's it called? <laughs> what's it called, John, the original one? Her Majesty's Fusion Pleasure. Yes, Fusion Pleasure. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping that uh, you'll be able to try this beer one day because uh, – and, and be able to compare it to your own barley wine uh, – so I really enjoyed it. So that's, that's one I wanted to mention. The other one that they did that you – that Chris shared with me is a, a sour ale and it's when in doubt sour ale. And I'll tell you what, this sour ale is perfect for anyone who wants to dabble into the sour ales with, because it didn't have that excess amount of acidity that some of the sour ales had. It had a little tartness to it, but it didn't leave any of that negative acidity that people, you know, burp up, you know, acid burps and stuff. It was so well done, great flavors, nice tartness. Didn't linger on forever with the tartness. Uh, really enjoyed that one. Again, two different, completely 180 degree out of whack styles. Both five cap ratings for me. Done super, super well. Any comments on those, Chris? Did you want to add that I missed? Yeah, the uh, when in doubt sour ale. Um, it was. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what 
was in that, but I want to say it was based off of the old fashioned drink. So it had uh, oranges, cherries, yeah. and and oak chips in it. And it's it's one of it's whoa it's one of uh, one of my favorites as far as um, beer goes. And and like I tell you guys all the time, sour is not really my not really my favorite, but um, definitely like them. Yeah, definitely like that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, very good. Well done. Uh, really enjoyed uh, trying that one out. And it's of course I know John, you would enjoy it too. So you need you need to make a trip down to Tampa. And I know if you go and visit someone that lives right by this brewery, you'd be able to try some of the beers if you make it down there. Be be great. Well, I can tell you right now, I ha- I have two or three more bottles of When in Doubt, but that was the only bottle of uh, the bar- the barley wine that I had. Ah, okay. And I do not know if they're going to be they're going to be making it again, but uh, you know maybe I'll go ask. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll do twelve ounce bottles when they make it again. <laughs> Yeah, they never do twelve ounce bottles. <laughs> Too much work, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. The, all right. Now let's move into the next brewery that uh, I've been wanting to try. That that you, Chris, talk about all the time. And I've seen other people that I follow on Untapped and in the in the beer beer world talk about this brewery, and that's Funky Buddha. And uh, first, I'm going to talk about the first one we had. This is uh, this is the first beer that you unleashed for me, and it was the Last Snow Coconut and Coffee Porter. And I'll tell you what, this, again, I, you guys know that I'm a sucker for a good porter, had a great porter base, also had a nice coconut, subtle coconut flavor in there with a good coffee, uh, you know, hints of coffee in there too. Balanced really well, not overly, not over accentuating on any of them, uh, very good. I, I also couldn't help myself but give that a perfect five rating. Um you know, after we had that one, John, uh, Chris broke out the the other one I really wanted to try, which was the Hawaiian Lion from Big Top Brewing. Um, and what's amazing is the two beers are pretty close to each other, except I think the Hawaiian Lion uh, it doesn't have the coffee in it, right? It just has coconut and uh, vanilla, vanilla, or just coconut. Um, I want to say that's coffee too. Oh, is it? Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. Uh, I have to check. What was different about the Hawaiian Lion, though, is that that coconut flavor came across like a like a more roasted coconut. It kind of reminded me of of a uh, and maybe the the roasted roastiness and it, it gave it a little bit. I don't know. I, it, it was really roasty coconut. I really enjoyed the coconut. The coconut was really big in that beer, and it reminded me of like a, a Mounds Bar, right, where you have that that coconut flavor. But I know Mounds, it's not roasted coconut. It's just like coconut but this coconut was like you had roasted chips of coconut in it and it was really good and the hawaiian lion is coffee coconut okay okay i think that was what i mentioned too then is that the the coffee was more subtle in the hawaiian lion it wasn't as pronounced so it kind of like was was really light on that side and i did i did give the last snow a, a bump up in the rating because that one for me really even though I really enjoyed the the coconut in the Hawaiian Lion, I really enjoyed the coconut and the coffee in in combination with the porter on the last snow. So, so I know Chris really. I think you give the Hawaiian Lion a little bit of a step up in your rating. Yeah, I do like the uh, Hawaiian Lion a little better than the last snow. But either way, if you know, if if I have to choose between one or the other, I I would have trouble. Okay. 
Yeah, this was the, the portion of your tasting that uh, I kept showing Kristen what you were having, and she was very jealous. Oh, she wanted she wanted all these beers. So. You, you know, if you would have just diverted a little bit south and saved your trip for one weekend later, you could have been there with us, and we could have all been drinking these. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to admit, I mean, it was a lot of work. This, I mean, we had to sit, we had to hide our bottles, remember? Oh, yeah. No glass at the pool. Yeah. Um, so we had to keep the bottle on the other side of the fence, which you could just reach through the fence and grab the bottle and pour it <laughs> in your cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got busted. They wanted to say, they said, hey, you know, if, if you break the, if you break the bottle in the, in the pool area, not in the pool itself, but in, anywhere in the area, then you will you will be fined three thousand dollars for cleanup. I'm like, wow. holy smokes! I'm like, okay, can't. Chris, let's keep that out. <laughs> I still can't find that that ordinance anywhere on online. Yeah, well, I looked, and and thus why everyone else around us was drinking glass bottles in the pool area. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. All right. Now uh, moving on to another brewery, and this one. Is it's Orange Belt Brewing, but what uh, brewing company is it part of? The Orange Belt, Chris. It was you said it was like the sour. No, this actual this beer came from Cycle. Cycle, okay. But you said that the Orange Belt was like their sour. Uh, was it their sour? Uh, See, I thought it was, but then I I swear you looked something up on Untapped and um, it said otherwise. So. Uh, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, it comes up as Orange Belt Brewing, mm -hmm. which is a microbrewery in Gulfport, Florida. And oh. um, Gulfport is nowhere. Well, I mean, it's near St. Petersburg, but, um, you know, maybe maybe it's a collaboration. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Okay. Well, if we had the bottle, we could look. But, oh, we don't have the bottle. So Now we threw it away. <laughs> but this is the Wells and... In Untapped, it was the Wells 2.0, which was the Chardonnay barrel. And it, it appears that there's a variety of different wine barrels that they use for this sour ale. And uh, this one was Wells, and it was the black. I, I guess we, we came to the conclusion it was the black label. Mm -hmm. And it was it was definitely with Chardonnay barrels, and it had some Brett in it. And I'll tell you what, this is another fantastic sour ale. And... It was very smooth. The Brett character was not overwhelming. It was very subtle in there. Even with that subtleness, Chris, you still just couldn't get on board with this beer. It's the sour. It was a little too much for you, huh? Again, I, I tried it. Yeah. Um, and as far as you know, the Brett beers go, I mean, this was this was a little better. Mm -hmm. uh, I still wouldn't go buy another bottle of it. <laughs> But, you know, I know you liked it. Megan liked it uh, pretty much um, other than, you know, a couple of people, other people that were with us. Um, pretty much everybody liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only other person that didn't like it was, uh, uh, was, oh, was Jerry. Was Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, it, hey, listeners out there, if you can get some of these beers from the Florida area, this is one, if you like sour ales, I recommend it. It's very good. The Chardonnay barrel did add a little, you know, added that that extra uh, acidity or tartness to it, but it, it wasn't, and a little bit of a drying character to it too. But it wasn't overbearing, wasn't too much. Done really well, very smooth overall, and I really liked it. So go try the Wells, uh, and then 
the last one of, of the the ones that, that you brought, Chris, that I just want to highlight is the, of course, Cigar City's Hanapu's Imperial Stout, 2017 version. And uh, you know what? Uh, a fantastic beer. Another five-cap beer. Uh, I'm really uh, thankful that you brought one along with you so I could try it. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So so much going on. I mean, a lot of flavor in that thing. It's very, very tasty and, and actually a pretty easy drinker. It's a little bit heavy. The only, the only bummer is that was at the end of the night. Is that the, I think that's the beer that I, uh, I got. You know how I, John knows how I am. I'm a little bit animated with my hands as I talk. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This and, is good. <laughs> yeah, and as I'm talking, uh, you know, I, I tend to use my hands to accentuate what I'm, you know, just so that people know that how the story is going. And I brought my hands back in, and luckily I didn't have that much left in my glass. But I, I brushed my glass with my hand, and it, and we were using uh, plastic glasses because we didn't have, you know, glass. And we couldn't have glass in there anyway, but we were using plastic. And I, I barely even brushed it, didn't even feel it knock over. But I realized... Like a, a little bit after I did it, I, I like did I just knock my glass over? And I looked down in my at my crotch, and I'm wearing a light uh, beige, actually almost almost white. They're almost white, light light beige, or you know light khaki shorts, cargo shorts, and I've got Hanapu, which is a thick, dark, I mean heavy beer all over my crotch and leg of and running down my leg of my pants. And I'm like. Ah, I can't believe I just dumped this beer. But luckily, it was only a little bit of there. Um, but, yeah, and I still need to try to get the stain out. I did go back. Uh, <laughs> I, I sat there, cleaned up myself a little bit, finished talking, and then went back to the hotel room. And when I put my shorts in the bathtub and tried to rinse out some of the stain, man, that whole bathtub like had a, a dark, uh, you know, oily uh, residue on it from that Hanapu. It's a, it's a really heavy, thick beer and very tasty uh and not what's what's so amazing is that you would think that would be with all that what you know sugar in there i would think or sweetness it would be a really sweet cloying beer that would not be as enjoyable but i'll tell you what i enjoyed that beer all the way down to the last sip i had uh and and it wasn't uh you know it, it was very taste tasty Really liked that one. Oh, you liked it. You liked it so much that you wanted to spill some on your shoes so you would be able to smell it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned the next day I go to put my shoes on and I'm and I'm smelling Hanapu all over my shoes. I'm like, oh, this is this is nice. As my as I'm walking through Vegas with the you know the hot sweaty uh, you know heat, uh, I'm getting a nice aroma of beer coming off it, which is hey, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was no gen- that was no gentle graze of the glass. You hit it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, the good news is I didn't get on my shirt, which is good. Just my shorts. So if I have to, you know, retire or turn these shorts into my yard work shorts, it's okay. It's it's no no big deal. It's worth it. Okay. So that's the beers that you know. Only a few of the beers that that Chris brought. If you want to see the majority of them, go on untapped and check out what we, what we logged. But Chris, we also made a trip to a brewery in Vegas. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So we, we, um, caught an Uber and drove uh, about 25 minutes Northwest of the city and went and visited big dogs brewing company. And, uh, I was really surprised. And I think, 
uh, you were as well, is how many of their own beers that they had on tap. I mean, yeah. they had 17 of their very own that they, I don't know if they brew on premises or not, but um, 17 of their of their own beers. And so we just said, okay, well, let's get a flight and we'll, we'll just take one of everything. Yeah. So they, they, they brought us out um, three flights and, uh, a couple of extras just so we could have one of everything. And um, myself and Denny and uh, another friend that we had with us, uh, we, we sat there for a couple of hours and then, and enjoyed a little bit of everything that this place had to offer. Yeah. And they were, and overall, I think the majority of those 17 beers were actually really good beers, which is amazing because you don't always find that you'll find where, you know, breweries that have a lot of beers on tap, you might find that maybe five of them are really good, and the other ones are like, yeah, it's okay. But I was impressed that the majority of these beers were really decent beers. Yeah, they were all really good. Um, I, I, and most of them, even even the smoked beer mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, wasn't just, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is so good. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't overbearing or anything like that either. Yeah, yeah. Now, Chris, uh, do you remember, uh, you know, one or two beers that really stood out to you that you really enjoyed of, of the seventeen of, of those beers? Um, I remember the the party guile. Yeah, uh, was was really good, and the um, <laughs> the nitro stout, the very first beer at the top of the list. Yeah, yeah, the uh, which I forget the name of that black lab, something like that. Maybe black. No, lab. I think. I think that was the IPA. Oh, was it the um, IPA? It was Black Lab. Good job. Oh, man. I just pulled that. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that was good. You also enjoyed the uh, blended. They had a, they were, they were had two of the beers that were blended of two other beers. And the one that we both, I think, really liked of the two blends was the 44 Magnum. And that was mm-hmm. the blend of the IPA and the Brown Ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay, I, a hell of a memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what's amazing is that yesterday, as I was waiting for different things during the different times, I, I I was starting to add the beers into the Untapped, and it's amazing at how I remembered as much detail as I did to actually fill out descriptions of the flavors and stuff. Luckily, it was only one day after the fact, so I I didn't lose all the all that seventeen different beer knowledge that I had sort of way in my head. I told you my. I, if you know, I remember things that I really care about, and craft beer is one of those things I care about. The problem is, is that you know, I, my memory will just keep like pushing stuff back into the deep, deeper uh, reservoir of my brain. The more I put into it, so as long as I don't push it back too far, it stays up there pretty good for a couple of days. Is that why you told me you you didn't remember that it was John's birthday until I mentioned something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. So, and whatever. Yeah. So I, I also had a couple beers that really stood out to me of those seventeen, and uh, you know, you and I, Chris, talked about this one. You enjoyed this one too, I believe. The silver and black IPA, which is uh, just a way I really enjoy my black IPAs. I love to have that upfront roastiness and ending in that IPA, you know, bitter IPA uh, hoppy flavor with some, you know, hop character in there some some you know flavorful hops and this one was done really well it had a great roasty front to it uh, again maybe too roasty for john's like but i really i really enjoyed it and uh, appreciate it for what it was 
And the other one that will surprise it, maybe John, is that the other one of those 17 that really stood up above the rest was the Las Vegas Craft Lager. It was an amber lager. Or it, it was kind of a, uh, what was it? It wasn't as light as that light lager, but it was maybe it was a pale lager. It was pretty pale, but I'll tell you what. The flavor that came out of this pale lager was fantastic and really was a, one of those beers that you could just drink, like a good lawnmower beer that you could just come out of the hot heat and just suck down two or three of them and uh, replenish your, uh, you know, your, your rehydrate yourself really well. Mm-hmm. That was good. Okay. So and then I didn't really write this down, but, you know, we did, they also have some guest taps. And what do you think, Chris, they had like 12 or 13 guest taps that they were, were pouring? Yeah, it looks like that. I'm actually looking at their menu right now. Um, yeah, it looks about 10 or 12-ish. Okay, okay. And I think uh, when we, we each, uh, each one of us had a different beer on the list that we thought we would really enjoy. And I think the one that that Chris ordered, which was, what was that, the Red Rye? The, it was the uh, 50-50 Red Rye IPA. Yes. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what. If you like rye in your beer, then this beer is rye is it's rye in your face. I'll tell you what they must have used a lot of rye in their in their uh, malt bill because this thing was just all rye and I'll tell you I loved it i I uh, sampled Chris's beer a, a few times trying to help him drink it because uh, it was really tasty and I, I really liked that one so if you guys can find that out in the in the wild. Definitely try it. I had never even heard of 50-50 uh, brewing before. I, I think they were out of Southern California area. Uh, they're actually um, – or was it Henderson? On, they're just on the border of California and Nevada. Uh, it looks like uh, maybe an hour or two southwest of Reno. Oh, okay. Okay. But they are California. Oh, they're California? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, John, have you had any 50-50? Have you heard of that brewery before? I don't think so, no. Okay. All right. Well, it's a great rye beer. Anyone in the California area, Nevada area, uh, if you want to try a good rye beer, try that one. Um, Very, very, very good. A lot of rye flavor. Not just uh, some spicy character. I mean, it was like rye in your face. Okay. You know what, John, Chris and I – oh, wait. Before I stop, Chris, any more – anything else you want to talk about on our Vegas trip? Um, no, I, I just hope uh, if we do it again next time, we can have uh, some other people come out with us. Uh, it was, I mean, it was nice to have the handful of people that we did. Um, they were all, they were all there, um, with the training organization, but it was, uh, it was still a blast. It'd oh, be yeah. cool to have some listeners out there with us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So listeners, uh, maybe next time we can, uh, we can actually have a, a, a meetup and, uh, with some more people besides uh, John or Chris and I, uh, maybe we can get John out there too. He need he'll need a he'll need a a, a vacation uh, by that time from his startup, maybe. I don't know what a vacation is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, John, since Chris and I have been talking up a storm, why don't you hopefully enlighten us with some uh, updates on Trek Brewing? Because now that you've been there for a week and a half or so. Um, surely you've been uh, in communication with the construction guys and some permits and some licensing and you're, you're getting your stuff in order. What news do you have about your Trek brewing? Uh, nothing. We can move on. 
uh, no, uh, we have deposits down and things moving for our 15 barrel brew house and our fermenters for okay. that. Uh, getting the kettles ordered for the expansion of the pilot system to make it a one barrel. Okay. So that's all exciting. But the the biggest thing is that we got our our federal TTB brewers permit approval. Yay. Um, which we assumed was going to be the thing holding us up from opening. Because mm-hmm. uh, when we applied, they said six months minimum um, to get it approved. And uh, we got we got to Ohio. Uh, we had our stuff delivered. We were unloading our our pods, you know, or type things of, of all our stuff. And I get this call and, you know, a guy from the TTB. And he's like, hey, I just need to get your uh, signature on a form I'm emailing you right now. And uh, one other thing, um, one other document from you. Uh, can you get those over to me? And then I think we can get you approved. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Um, but I'm assuming we're going to need more than that. Uh, but, I'll, yeah, I'll send those over. And then, uh, yeah, the following Monday, uh, like 8 o'clock in the morning, we got an email. And we were approved. And uh, wow. we had no idea, like what to re- like how how to react to it because it was just so out of left field. Mm. Um, but you know, this puts us in a position where you know our our fall opening can definitely happen, and we could maybe open uh, with the pilot system and you know some guest beers uh, earlier than that, which would be awesome if we can get the rest of the the licensing approved and 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 moving but uh yeah really exciting okay so. okay so you mentioned that you placed the order or you put the down payment on the uh, the brew system and you placed some orders on some other stuff so time frame as far as now you've got the you're, you're still waiting on the the owner of the the brew system now to, to finish up their work with it before they can get it packed up and sent to you or what's, what's the, what's the time frame you think you'll be getting that system uh, in your brewery? Uh, I think we're looking early fall for that. Oh really? Um, yeah. Cause they're, they're just now starting their project. Um, and you know, initially it, this was all going to work cause that would be about the time that we'd get our federal stuff approved and be able to do everything. But you know, now we're potentially ahead of schedule, uh, which is something you never expect to be, with something like this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just every, uh, lots of little things happen and they never tend to go in your favor mm-hmm. when you're the one trying to get the business open or do anything really. Um, so yeah, now we're, we're kind of, uh, redoing some of our thinking on, on how we might be able to take advantage. So, okay, well, good, good. Yeah. Take it, take as much advantage as you can. Uh, with getting, you know, you, hopefully you'll get that pilot brew system going, and you'll be able to pump out, uh, you know, a few different things as as giving like a. I mean, it's gonna be hard to maintain uh, working hours of uh, you know, you know, six days a week or something. You think you'll in fall you'll just open like three days a week or something like that, like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Uh, we'll see. It'll it'll depend on the licensing that we can get approved because um, we need a couple different layers of licensing in order to have you know the guest beers and other things, um, which will be contingent on some other items as well. Uh, so it just kind of depends on who who's willing to sign off on what. Okay. Um, in terms of what we can do, uh, but yeah, we're looking at potentially opening with just maybe 
shorter hours or just a couple days a week, you know, type thing. Uh, Maybe even just open for growler fills. You know, we're looking at a lot of different options um, on what we can do, but uh, more just trying to be prepared based on the different scenarios that we can kind of visualize happening. Um, So, you know, if this, then that type things. Okay. So. Yep. it's, It's still, yeah, it's all in flux right now. Once things start solidifying a little bit more, as you get closer to that that time, then then we'll know more. But hey, it sounds like a great start and some great news. So at least you got that done. You just got to get the state stuff uh, rolled out and and then get the equipment going. Yep. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, thank you for the update. Uh, and Chris, uh, you know, we we talked. I talked a lot about the over. You know, some beers that I've already tried, but. As far as your noteworthy beers that that you've uh, had to come across in the last uh, few weeks, what, can you go ahead and, and list a couple of those? Yeah, uh, we had a recent bottle share a couple of weeks ago, um, and a friend of mine brought a bottle of Weyerbacher Reserva, which was a, a wild ale with raspberry. And um, I rated this one a four and a half caps, so... <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe I'm making a breakthrough into the into the wild ales. I don't know, but this one this one was really good, and I can't blame it on having too much beer in the night because this was the second bottle. Oh, and uh, so I don't know. Things are things are maybe looking up. I'm not sure. Okay, um, but uh, I had that one, and then um, I had one from Goose Island uh, from their Bourbon County line. It was a, a Templeton Rye Imperial Stout um, that was it was on tap, just kind of on um, in a local tap house that not many people knew that it was on tap there. And uh, I found out about it through a Facebook page and uh, went down and got uh, some of that and some of the um, what's it called the proprietors blend from Bourbon County as well. So mm. um, that was. That was also a four and a half cap uh, beer. It was just sitting outside, sipping a final fifteen percent beer at about oh. eleven o'clock in the morning because I didn't want it to sell out. Uh, I wanted to at least give it a shot. <laughs> wow, that's so that's, com- that's commitment. That's commitment. Well, I called my buddy Trey up and I said, "Hey, uh, the the brass tap has got some uh, Bourbon County stuff on. Do you want to go have a?" beer and he goes uh yeah let's go so so we went down and had a couple beers for breakfast i guess um and then uh the third one i wanted to bring up was a northeast ohio beer was from willoughby brewing company uh the nut smasher peanut butter russian imperial stout wow Uh, i was given this one um a friend of mine came in to visit for hunapu day and he brought me a bottle of this um, this brewery was about mm, half hour from where we used to live in Ohio and, uh, never, I was never able to get a hold of it until now. So, um, and again, another four and a half caps on that one. Yeah. But it was big peanut butter and chocolate and roastiness and it was just, it was just good. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of a peanut butter Russian Imperial stout before. Well, I don't know if that's exactly what the bottle was labeled as. When I looked it up on Untapped, just to kind of go through this from my notes here, it did say Russian Imperial Stout, 
Um, my guess is it's probably not, but <laughs> okay, I went with it. Okay, okay. Well, hey, it sounds cool. It sounds. Uh, uh, I mean, it sounds like a beer that I would love to try. And now that you gave a very good rating to it, uh, one day when uh, maybe it's available outside of the local area, I'll be able to try it. Or if one of my local Ohio guys decides to pick a bottle up and share it with me when I come visit, that would be great too. Hint, hint. Unlikely. <laughs> actually, actually, it is unlikely. I think it only gets released at the brewery like once or twice a year. Well, I have good friends in Ohio that would 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 go out and uh, you know grab it uh, uh, right away when it gets released. So I'm sure. Let's hope so. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> what about you, John? Did you get to try anything uh, new since the uh, last episode? Yeah, so I'll start off with a, a five pack special, um, <laughs> and this was uh, one that when we got to Ohio, uh, we would had some nice sunny seventy five to eighty degree weather, which we just weren't used to, you know, coming from Seattle. And so I was happy to to still have this one with me, and that's the uh, the Laughing Dog, uh, the Dogs of Hellas. Yeah. Um, which uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, it's kind of a toasted cracker and some honey in there. But even with the honey, like in this light of a beer, it's still really easy to put down. Like it's not, it's not honey sweet. It's just honey flavor, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And so, uh, but it, it had a lot of flavor in it and uh, went down real easy and, and was very refreshing yeah. um, for for the the hotter days. But. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that one, and uh, it was kind of the the perfect uh, atmosphere for it as well. Excellent. So, um, then the other two I'll mention uh, were from a new brewery uh, opening that that we went to. Um, we actually went the second weekend it opened um, after it had opened, and and it's Combustion Brewing, uh, which is in Pickerington, Ohio. Uh, which is southeast of Columbus. Um, and uh, I believe this guy was the um, brewmaster at the Gordon Biersch uh, in Columbus. Okay. And now striking out on his own, uh, he and his wife. Um, and uh, it, it was really nice. Um and I'll mention two two of the beers that uh, were among our favorites, and everything was pretty good. I, I don't think we had anything that, um, you know, was even you know where you say, "Oh, that's that's okay," uh, you know, not bad, but mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, everything was above that. Um, but uh, their their combustion IPA, uh, I, I really enjoyed. Um, it was really easy to drink. Had some tropical fruit, a little citrus. Um, but went down real nice and it seemed to be that that one was pretty popular, you know, just kind of listening around at what folks were ordering and mm-hmm. talking about. Um, that was one that, that folks really liked. And then, uh, the other one was the, their dark black past, um, which was, uh, their, their stout. And, uh, we had it a couple different ways. Uh, we started out with it, uh, with coffee um, which is infused with coffee beans from Guatemala. Oh, and okay. uh, that one was very nice. The coffee was just really well done. 
Um, we also had it on nitro. Uh, Kristen got a, a pint of it on nitro um, with, without the coffee, but that, that was really good too. Um, I think that one kind of won for the table uh, that uh, everybody really liked that, that beer. Uh, so um, they, they really only had, uh, well, I guess five beers available. Um, but then they had, you know, variations, they had a gold nail and then they did their gold nail with blueberries in it. Um, and then also their gold nail with coffee in it. Okay. Um, and both of those were good. I had a pint of the, the gold nail with coffee. Um, my sister-in-law had the, the blueberry version and it, I was surprised it, it, uh, they, they really got a lot of that blueberry character in there without, uh, you know, having it be kind of sickly fruity sweet yeah. type thing. Um, it, they did a really good job balancing that out. Um, but, uh, we got there around I think four. Um, and you know, there were, there were some folks there, but there was still plenty of room to kind of settle in. Um, by the time we left around six thirty, the entire place was packed and they were like 20, 30 deep at the bar. Oh, wow. Um, just waiting for beer. Um, so, uh, see, people seem to be liking it and, uh, and enjoying it. So, um, yeah, it, it was nice. And, uh, I think we'll, we'll be looking out for when they start to release some new stuff. So, yeah. So do you think that, uh, is that something that you're thinking about doing yourself is to add some variations to your base beers by, by throwing some coffees, throwing some vanilla or some fruit, uh, to, to change up the beer a little bit, but allow you to get a little bit more variety for your customers? Uh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, and, and it keeps things fresh, you know, in the tap room. Yeah. So, um, and it's a nice fun way to experiment. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll definitely be looking at that, but, uh, all right, Denny, you've talked about plenty of beer, so <laughs> I think we should skip you or do you have skip stuff you want to talk about? Skip it. <laughs> I, I, I would love to skip it, except I do have just a couple I need to talk about, uh, and I'll be fast. I won't drag on. Uh, the first one is, again, I've mentioned a lot of times in the recent shows about a brewery that I've discovered. It's just started uh, releasing beers here in the Boise area. It's uh, from it's out of Portland. It's called Occidental Brewing. And I had their uh, Luca Brater. I can't, Luca, Luca, Luca Brater, I can't say it. They're Doppelbach. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, and I'm a sucker for a good Doppelbach. I love uh, I love bigger loggers, box, and I love Doppelbox. You bring that up a little bit more, I really like it. What I don't like about Doppelbox is when they bring that alcohol content up and it, it the sweetness of the, the, the malts uh, you know, provides you that little booziness to it, that little alcohol uh, burn or, or taste. I don't like when Doppelbox go above and, and, and that happens. And this Doppelbox did not do that. It was, I think it was like, you know, 8% beer, but you couldn't taste the alcohol at all in it. You just had those nice, big, darker malt, you know, German malts, uh, very flavorful, a little bit of sweetness that didn't linger on and didn't have any negative alcohol uh, stuff in it. Really good. So if you guys can get that out there, you know, in the Northwest, go look for it. I think you guys will enjoy it. The next two come from uh, my buddy Adam at, at work I work with. He's from England, and he went back to visit 
his family for a week. And when he was back there, he uh, he's from the, the town of Coventry. And he went to, with his buddy Matt, uh, he went to a beer bar called Beer Gonzo. And he sampled a bunch of beers that are from England and also that they bring in from outside, from different places in Europe. And he uh, brought me back, not even a nice, he brought me back a nice glass from that uh, beer bar. He also brought me back two bottles of beer. And the first one is, is uh, well, actually, the first one uh, I'm going to talk about is actually not from England. It's actually from the Netherlands. And it's from Brewery de Molin. De, de Molin. And it's called Rasputin. And it's a Russian imperial stout. And uh, really well done. Uh, again, a big, I think it was like 10.5% alcohol uh, stout. Uh, no hints of alcohol in it. Big, thick you know, just the way people like a good Russian Imperial style is big and thick uh, and dark. I really liked it, and uh, I gave that four and a half cap rating. I gave that Doppelbach a five rating, by the way. I forgot to say that. And then the second beer that he brought back was from England, and I don't remember the town it was from, but uh, it's it's from Siren Craft Brew is what the brewery is called, and it's Pompel Mocello, and it's a sour IPA. And it had, uh, it was really good. It was like a grapefruit, like a, a grapefruit rinds and sweet tart flavor. I mean, it was really, really good. Um, and, you know, John, you and I have had the Sour IPA from Epic, and neither of us really enjoyed that beer uh, because it just came across with some weird flavor. This one uh, was a really well done tart. It was more of a, I would call it a tart it was called sour, but I call it a tart IPA. It had a little bit of tartness from that fruit, but uh, finished really nice, really light and crisp, and great flavor. And uh, those are my beers. I just wanted to mention those two because uh, I was really grateful that Adam brought those back for me to try. He tried them and thought that I would really enjoy them, and I did. So those were my noteworthy beers. All right, now it's time to go over some feedback that we had from our listeners. And yeah, you know, last show we didn't have much feedback, but guess what? They came back in droves, and now we have a lot of listener feedback and even a question. So we want to thank all of our listeners. And first, I'll start it off. And we have Johan Halberg, our Swedish listener. Uh, on Facebook, he mentioned halfway through the episode tonight, and it's, a, it's great as usual. He says... I have to pause it because I like to, to take tasting notes with you guys for the Bigfoot 2017. He says the release is tomorrow, which was Friday, here in Sweden. And, uh, yeah, so that's it's fantastic that, you know, uh, Johan wants to taste along with us and do our tasting notes. And he actually waited halfway. He paused our show, went, got the beer, and then tasted it along with us for the second half of the show. And I really appreciate him holding it out. And luckily, he only had to wait a day. Could you imagine that, uh, you know, that he would have listened to, we would have done this a month ago, he would have had to wait a month before he finished the show, and that wouldn't have been very much fun. But I'm glad that, that Bigfoot made it in Sweden, and uh, he did check into it on Untapped. I, I commented, and uh, he left his review on Untapped. So thank you, Johan, for that uh, that feedback. Yeah, and then we have uh, Aaron at Ariota PDX. I mentioned on Twitter his Twitter handle tutorial, Ariota equals nickname. That <laughs> 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 I, I moved from PDX to Dayton last year. I will definitely be visiting Trek Brewing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Can't wait to meet you. Yeah, thank you, Aaron, for for uh, letting us know. So now I won't promise that I'm not going to butcher your name <laughs> every time I say it because I remember it now that I have it written down, but I might forget it next uh, show. But just bear with us and maybe laugh it off. Don't worry. I, I got your back. Okay. That's what I told you. Just let's butcher some names. Let's have some fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then next is from uh, Jason Lacey at JW Lacey on Twitter. Uh, And he mentions, yes, I am that far behind in my episodes, but thank you for the congrats during the show. I made sure to play it for Jess. Thanks again. And I would have to imagine that is uh, in regards to uh, his son, uh, Aiden. Yes. And, uh, it's cool to see pictures of him that he's posting uh, on Facebook and stuff. I do follow him on Facebook as oh. well. So. Oh, good, good. Yeah, Jason is a great guy. Uh, I, I loved interacting with him. And he, as we mentioned many times before, he and his co-host of Flexipose, Lucas Rose, uh, they both do a uh, – they have a podcast that talks about all kinds of uh, of entertainment, you know, information, which is great. I listen to it every week. I, I think John does too. And then he also yep. does a Battle of the Beer YouTube show, and that, and this show has been going on for a couple of years, but it's been kind of, it's kind of changed over the years. But all the episodes are very well done. I, I it's 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 what I like about it the best is that these are these guys are just coming to you from them. They're just being themselves. They're t- tasting the beer live, which is very very tough to do. I mean, I have trouble tasting beer while recording on a podcast where you don't have to see my face. These guys do it in front of a camera, and then they release it, and it's real. And I really enjoy what they do. So go out there and subscribe to Battle of the Beer YouTube and uh, listen to them. They have a, a, they've, they've modified their show to within, like, you know, anywhere from 5 to 10-minute length. So it's fairly short. You're not going to get, you know, a half hour or an hour-long show. And uh, they do a great job comparing different beers. They do a battle between these beers. So go out and check them out. Okay, I'm going to take the next one. It's from our buddy Jay. He's from Gamers in Beta Podcast. It's at Maniac17. And on Twitter, he says, Hey, thanks, guys. You influenced a purchase today. And he says, Bonus points if you find the era. And what he's referring to is he uh, posted on a, on, a, on a tweet. He also had a photo. And the photo was of two bottles of the Southern Tier Thick Mint uh, uh, mint Chocolate Imperial Stout. And the photo um, was a little deceiving because the only one that, that knew what was going on, I think, was John. John was right on top of it. But because it was kind of early in the morning and I wasn't really focused and I, and I had only seen it in 12-ounce bottles, uh, I was thinking that, uh, that, that his bottles were also 12-ounce bottles. But it turns out, that his bottles were 22-ounce bottles. And what he was saying about the error is that on the bottom of the, of, the, of the label where it told you how much beer is in it, it says, what did it say, 1.6? 1.6 fluid ounces. 6 fluid ounces. And he was thinking that, uh, that uh, he got gypped or something. But when John did the math, it all added up. 16 it's plus... 20. 22 ounces. Six is 22 ounces, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, it, was a, it was a fun interaction. We, we all got a laugh because I was confused, uh, Jay was confused, but John, he was right on track, so he, he knew what was going on. Yeah, it's just an interesting way to, to notate it. Yeah, yeah. So. Most, most places just say 22 ounces. They, I mean, it was definitely weird. And, I, and for me, I was thinking maybe they meant 
16.9, but then I'm like, well, no, it'd be that would be 16.6 if it was like a 0.6. I had never seen a 16.6 bottle, so I, I was like completely confused. Did anyone earn the bonus points? That's what I want to know. No, because <sighs> because I didn't notice what was wrong until he like <laughs> highlighted it, like he blew up the 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 area because it was a picture where it just showed the beers. And I'm like, well, I don't see anything wrong. But then he highlighted the area at the bottom of the bottle where it gave you the fluid ounces. And that's where he was saying one pint, six ounces. Uh, you know, he was thinking, I don't know what he was thinking. I know. I tried to have some fun and it failed. That's that's all. <laughs> I, uh, I see what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They can't all be winners. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We're still waiting. I know. Anyway, uh, Chase Langdon uh, at Awakened Heathen mentioned on Twitter, uh, PSA, Arrogant Bastard doesn't pair well with tuna and wasabi sushi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's that two pretty aggressive things. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to thank Chase for giving that PSA out to all of to us and our listeners because, yeah, I, I personally, I don't think I would have ever tried to pair those two, two together but now i know i definitely won't you're a brave man chase and you've probably saved some lives yeah yeah all right so we also had a listener question and chris why don't you go ahead and read us our listener question all right so our listener question is from our buddy robert at chew your beer on twitter he says i have questions for john and his brewery for the podcast any plans on becoming uh, a green brewery uh, recycling water, using runoff for other styles of beer, reusing the mash for baked goods, body soap. What do you think, John? Any uh, any plans of that? Uh, yeah, so we're looking at uh, you know ways to conserve and you know work towards sustainability. Um, the downside is a lot of the you know stuff that that can really hit the bottom line is uh, very expensive, especially at our scale. Um, so we're, what we're looking at doing is trying to design the space in a way that, uh, we can incorporate those things as we're able doing it in a way that, uh, you don't have to redesign everything, um, to, to implement some of these nice solutions that, that are, that are coming out. Um, but you know, in, in terms of recycling water, we'll be salvaging water, um, that's used for chilling, um, pipe it into a, a hot liquor tank to use for future batch. And it's already, you know, going to pick up heat from the previous batch. So it's basically uh, free heat. Um, they're using runoff for other styles of beer. Um, not really. Um, that'd be on a case by case basis if we decide to get uh, specific with something, but uh, in general, not really for that one. Um Reusing the mash for baked goods, body soap. Uh, we're actually looking at um, ways that it can be incorporated in our tiny kitchen or mm -hmm. maybe in a future expansion of the kitchen. Um, but uh, we'll also be looking at, you know, providing it for feed, yeah. uh, which a lot of breweries do um, to local uh, farmers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, those are good good ideas. I, I think for the baked goods, uh, a, a lot of the breweries that I visited do do use that. They use it for a lot of like, like pizza crust. I think there's some way of making like a a spent grain pizza crust or some different bread stuff. I don't, I don't know how 
how it's done, but those are type of things I've seen on the menu that they've done. So that might be if you if you ever plan on doing like a uh, you know some pizzas, but I think you're yeah, doing pe- sandwiches. Pizzas and breads is how I've mostly seen those used. Yeah. Um, except for sending them out to somebody that's going to specialize in something and sell it back to you. Yeah. Know, kind of arrangement, but. All right. All right. Well, there you go, Robert. I hope that uh, that was satisfactory enough that, yeah, John does plan on trying to be green, but he's going to take it step by step as, uh, as money comes available. So that's a good, good option. I, and none of the breweries, I don't think really start off. I mean, maybe hub, Hub Brewing in Portland may have started off, uh, you know, the whole uh, idea was to be more uh, sustainable uh, from the beginning. But most breweries, they do it as as they're able. And I think that's a good, you know, a good thing to do because it is expensive to incorporate solar power or wind power or, you know, whatever else to to uh, try to reduce your electric electricity and your heating costs. I know that uh, Ninkasi, Earth Day just came by uh, this last week, right? Didn't it come by on Friday or Saturday? Saturday, and uh, it was amazing at how many breweries posted uh, articles and things of what they do in their breweries to help be sustainable. And I I learned that I didn't realize that Ninkasi literally had uh, a whole solar system, you know, solar panel system set up to to do a lot of their. Uh, heating and stuff on their breweries. So that was kind of cool, especially in Eugene. I lived in Eugene for seven years, and there's not much sun there. You know, <laughs> I mean, luckily I guess that, that that can be used through the cloud cover. But man, it seems like that's a, a you know pretty tough sell to decide to go solar uh, in a, in an area that doesn't really have a, a big sun uh, presence. All right. Well, hey, we want to thank all of our listeners for providing our feedback and also for Robert for the for providing the question. And if you, listener, want to be like our other listeners and con- and you know contact us to add your comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com. Or if you'd rather do it through social media, you can do it uh, on Twitter at tapthecraft. And uh, Chris, how can our listeners uh, get a hold of us on Facebook? So you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right. Well, thank you for that plug there, Chris. And, uh, of course, we want to take this time right now to give a little plug to Open Forum Radio Network because they do support our show. They do provide our hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you would uh, like to try some of the other shows Network has to offer, well, here's a list of them. Hey, you Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please... Remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. All right. Well, now it is time for our brewery startup segment. So let's get right into this. And this week we are going to dive into some branding and marketing strategies that go into promoting and identifying a new brewery startup. And since Trek Brewing is that new brewery, we are going to interview or find out how... John 
and Kristen, his wife, are uh, you know doing their branding of Trek Brewing. Hopefully, and hopefully my questions uh, you know will help get some of the stuff out. And and John, of course, if I don't ask the right questions, you can always provide us with uh, feedback of stuff that you know that is also pertinent that I might have forgotten. So don't hold back. All right. So a brewery comes you know has the idea of starting up, and now you must come up with what. A great name for your brewery. So, John, you have already briefly discussed how you came up with the name Trek Brewing Company, but you know how hard was it to narrow down that name? Would you please discuss the criteria you were using to weed out names and eventually pick Trek as the the as your choice? And what I mean by criteria is such things as like you know whether it's catchy or easy to remember or negative connotations that might be associated with a name or uh, too close to other brewery names etc so if you could just fill us in on on just a you know how you guys narrowed down the broad ideas that were coming through from you and your and Kristen your wife and also your friends and your family that are probably giving you all kinds of suggestions yeah so uh the, the first criteria that ever came up was is it in use or is there something very similar um for a brewery and because it's really easy to just take it off the list there's no Mm -hmm. point in pursuing it um because it's just you're gonna have a conflict instantly um outside of that uh it was more just looking for something that felt right and um you know kind of made sense for us Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever sat down with any specific list of criteria that we wanted to meet um, or anything like that. You know, in terms of negative connotation, like stuff that like that just would pro- wouldn't have made it onto the list. I don't think we had anything that was like, oh, you know, that could be taken this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think we had anything like that that we were truly considering. But uh, really, just something we're just looking for something that kind of rang true to us and um, you know what we're trying to do. I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty simple. I mean, I guess what I, I mean, I know that when businesses come up with names, depending on the market that they're going to be, you know, uh, selling their product in or, or, or whatever they're doing, uh, like, you know, for example, in other, in global companies, if you have a name of a product or a name of a company and it has a, a number or a saying or something that is translated uh, you know, differently in a, in that country that could be af- offensive, but you don't know about it because you didn't think about it that way. You know, that could be uh, one thing. But I'm sure that you know the Ohio uh, area, and you wouldn't have uh, picked something that might have been construed as something that was more negative uh, in that area. So I just didn't know if you were like if you had like certain things that you wanted to stay away from, like the use of certain words or things that 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 doesn't necessarily have to be a negative. Uh, thing, but could be construed that way by certain, you know, people. But it sounds like you guys had, you know, a general idea of of what you wanted to do. You wanted to to somehow have a name that described what the you know, the journey you guys are taking to do this process, and that's where you know Trek came from. Yeah, pretty much. So, so I mean, it, it wasn't. Uh, you know, there there are some dirty words here. We would, would never use anything like Wolverine. You know, the, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm glad you have your head on straight, John. Uh, uh, go Bucks. <laughs> so, John, when you were when you were looking, you know, when you guys picked out a handful of names, like, do you 
how do you find out if it's available for use? I mean, is there like a website for it or you just go through Google or like, how, how do you find that out? Um, Google is very helpful. Uh, look at, you know, in terms of beer, look at untapped, look at rape beer, beer advocate, all that stuff. See if there's anything in use or that was recently in use that, that, you know, may be defunct, but could be making a comeback. You don't know. Um, you can also look at the um, U.S. Patent Trademark Office. They have a searchable database that you can go through to, to see what's in use and, and for what industries and everything. Um, so that was helpful as well. Um, but, yeah, just searching a lot uh, is good to avoid any any real issue. Mm-hmm. So Do, Does the uh, Craft Beer Association, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing there's a list of all the breweries that uh, is it, uh, that at least belong to the craft brewer association or, I mean, is that some, a resource you could use too, just to run through a, a name and see if, if one of the 5,000 breweries has that name in their name? Um, I'm not aware of, of anything like that. They, they could have something and we just didn't use it. Okay. But. All right. Well, good. Oh, good. All right. Well, you know, Trek brewing company is, uh, you know, is a great name, but you know what? There's other, businesses and other uh, trademarks that use the word Trek in it uh, that may not be associated with beer, but associated with other, you know, other uh, products such as like Trek bikes. And uh, I think there's like a credit card, Trek credit card companies. And there's even a Trek wine. I found a Trek wine uh, company. And of course you have Star Trek. So uh, is there any concern that there might be some trademark infringement in the future, possibly with, you know, with some of the beer names you might come up that might be uh, seen that you might be infringing on someone else's uh, trademark? Um, no, not if we're, you know, aware, you know, we're not going to come out with a bike themed line of beers. That'd be pretty <laughs> obvious, you know, um, really the only thing that you, you have to really be careful with is the wine company because there have been issues between, breweries and wineries before they can be seen to be operating in the same space, uh, as an alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're, uh, a local winery outside of San Francisco. I think they focus on their community, which is, a, you know, exactly the same thing we're trying to do in Ohio. Um, if we ever cross paths, hopefully, you know, we can do it amicably mm-hmm. and it won't be an issue. Um, but I don't foresee any problems. Okay. So. Okay, do you have a lawyer already set up in case something does happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, okay. we're taking care of ourselves. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys got the brewery name. Um, now you need to come up with branding and a marketing scheme, uh, like logo and artwork. Where, where did you guys go about finding, say, a graphic designer to come up with the uh, logo, artwork, or just anything like that. Did you, did you like interview a number of businesses or did you just kind of get a referral from friends or how'd you do that? Uh, a number of referrals that, that we then talked to and then uh, just kind of went with folks that felt right for what we were trying to do. Um, and uh, yeah, the, it's, it's really, it's kind of tough because you, especially when you haven't been through the process before, uh, to know, um, some of the questions you should be asking ahead of time, you know, and then once you're even in the process, well, 
how much direction do you give the artistic person to come up with something versus let them kind of based off your general idea, you know, that there's a lot that, that goes into it, but, um, that we kind of had some, some growing pains that I think we would have had with anybody that we chose, um, just because we were still figuring out what to do, you know? Um, but really it's just a matter of talking to folks and finding people you feel that you can work with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a nice thing of, even though we were learning what we needed to do, um, and we were probably frustrating for them at times, <laughs> um, you know, they rolled with it and, you know, came up with, you know, things in the direction that we were looking. So, uh, and we, we are really happy with what we ended up with. So, well, the logo definitely looks great. Yeah. I like Thank you. it. I like that. Yeah. I, and, and I also like the logo and I think what stands out the most to me when I see it used in social media and on, you know, Facebook, Twitter and, and Instagram and everything uh, is the, is the lettering. Uh, it's very, it's a very unique, uh, type, um, what do they call it? Type font type font or whatever it's not you know and, and when i see it used as a as your uh your little you know your little icon for your avatar or whatever and, and it really stands out that trek you know i see that trek and i like how, how did i mean that must have taken some iterations of trial and error how, i mean how did you did the did the graphic designer just come up with that on their own or did you guys have to you know did you come up with one thing you said, well, can you make it a little bit like this? Or, you know, how did that come about? Or did it just work the first time that it was done? He said, yeah, here it is. And you're like, wow, I like it. Um, not the first time. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it was more a, yeah, going through different options and kind of figuring out what we were gravitating towards in different, you know, well, with this one, we like that, but not this. And with this one, we like this, but not that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of pulled together and then we, yeah, it just kind of ended up with uh, some different options and that we could work through and, and pick from, really. Okay. So, and and they, the more we went through the process, the more, like, you know, we all got on the same page and it, it was a lot easier to, like, okay, this is, uh, you know, what we're looking for. And they could kind of sense that starting later before we'd, we'd ask. And, and it was more partly just that so we would learn to speak the same language with them. Yeah. So, Okay, so going back into the the branding and marketing. So a good branding and marketing is is pretty. It's it's got to be coherent. It's got to follow some kind of common theme. And it looks like from what you guys have released already, that you guys have chosen kind of like a, a quote trekking through the woods theme uh, to kick off the brewery. You know, you have the the trek brewing uh, font, and then you you know in the background you have uh, some wooded area, and you're you're trekking through this this. Uh, you know this new area you haven't gone through is which is great. I, I liked I like that whole theme. But is is that the kind of theme that you're going to be following uh, strictly, or are you going to kind of uh, plan on release, you know releasing similar uh, quote trekking themes that might revolve around other environments such as like walking through the mountains or you know through water areas like a lake or uh, ocean or desert or even outer space which outer space might be tricky with star trek but do you you know what's your plan is are you going to stick with just the one type of a, of a theme and marketing or are you going to branch out to other type of treks um i don't think we look at it that way that we're checking through the woods 
Um, I think it's more that uh, it's it's about the journey and the adventure um, rather than the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it, there's lots of ways we we can we can go and find ourselves on our on our trek and yeah. on our journey. So, uh, you know, nothing would be would be ruled out in that regard. Well, what about your um, like your individual beer artwork? Uh, like, will you have unique artwork for all of your beer, or just be like a common theme layout, like something from like Ten Barrel or Oscar Blues? Um, that we're not really focused on right now, uh, really, because it, it that more comes into play when you you start packaging. Um, and right now we're we're more focused on the tap room. We've kicked around some various ideas, um, none of which I'm going to bring up or commit to right now just because who knows where we'll end up by the time we we do that even when we get to you know some special bottle releases and what we decide to start as you know our, our path down that road um but uh we i will say we're we've been looking at different ways we could do each each of those you know if we went unique or common or even common with a unique you know there's a lot of ways to incorporate uh, your art and, you know, your general, the feel of what you're going for. Um, so we're looking at a lot of stuff, but, uh, I won't, I won't say either way what we'll end up doing, uh, because we've, we've got a lot of ideas that we're playing with. And, um, when we get down to packaging, we'll, we'll have it nailed down. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, you, but you gotta have tap handles, right? <laughs> what are you going to use for uh, your tap panels that you have uh, where your kegs go out to other areas eventually? I mean, what, what it was your, I mean, have you come up with a, like, like a the, idea for that? Those will be more standardized uh, to start at least um, mostly from a cost perspective mm-hmm. um, as we get going. But um, yeah, we're, we're also working on some different ideas with that right now. So, okay. I know that uh, some of the breweries I've seen, they go with a standard tap handle uh, look with removable like stickers or whatever they, they, you know, they can peel off and put on. And then you have the, you know, you have a common tap handle look. So everyone sees, and I, I think, honestly, I think that is like a really good way to go. If you have a common tap handle, look, anyone that walks in and sees that tap handle knows that that's a Trek beer. And then they can have, some kind of artwork label thing that says what the beer is. I think that's a good, you know, that's a good option that you might think about if you take any advice from me. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you know, since we're talking about you know your beers, let's talk about naming your beers. Will there, will all the names of your beers follow the same like trek theme? You know, that that, that trek or journey, or will you have names that are more independent of, of your overall theme. I mean, how are you going to name these beers? Um, I, I think there will be, you know, there, there will be cohesiveness throughout, um, you know, but, uh, at the same time it's an adventure we're on a journey and, you know, anything can happen. You never know where it's going to take you. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> would you be willing to, uh, do you have any names in mind? Like, would you be able to share any of them with us? No, uh, we, we do have a list that we're working on, um, that we're kind of compiling. Um, but, uh, with, you know, as you mentioned earlier, 5,000 breweries, 
things happen fast and, you know, folks could end up using things that we're trying to use um, before we can open up. And there's a lot of unknowns that are out of our control. So um, we're keeping most of that under wraps until we can actually use it. Um, so we don't, you know, have to go back to the drawing board on something that, you know, we promised. So, mm-hmm. Okay. He's getting he's getting stingy, Denny. Yeah, he is. He is. He won't. Uh, he doesn't no. tell us a lot. He's keeping it all under wraps, thinking he's got some super secret names that he doesn't want people to steal from him. That's okay. Yeah, but you know where you, you know where you get the answers, right? Untapped. You go to Trek Brewing. <laughs> no, you go to Trek Brewing, and you get the answers. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not going to find out until I look up Trek Brewing on Untapped, and then I see what what he finally calls him when he's logged. I got him logged in the the application. Yeah, you'll, you'll be like, wait, he's can open. You, <laughs> can you just do you this? Didn't tell me. <laughs> you, you you do need to have just a beer called Denny. <laughs> no, no. I that, mean, like that, Alpine. Alpine has Nelson. At, yeah, our worst seller. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> well, he you just rinse out, rinse out the bottom of your kettles and be like, oh, better carbonate this. Here's our Denny. <laughs> well, he already has a, a loose cannon. So, I mean, uh, I mean, you can't have too many with my name in it. And, and come on, you can't change the name of that beer, John. You got to keep it loose cannon because it is far enough away from the other loose cannon because ours is spelled differently. Is it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, another question about the names. Are you willing to consider using beer puns for any of your beer names? We'd be happy to do that. All right. You know that's what I want to do. Bazinga. All right. And then there's a couple th- things. I mean, the, the one, I, I, another, one other question I wanted to ask is, have you guys come up with any kind of catchphrase or, or slogan that you're going to use involving Trek Brewing that, you know, that, that Trek Brewing and you have your little slogan that, that people will, you know, or catchphrase that people will recognize from your brewery? Yes, actually we're uh, explore beer repeat. So it's uh, yeah. Um, and it's something, you know, you can take in a couple of different directions. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, something we're we're happy with, and we've been starting to lay the groundwork on uh, social media with it, and we'll have some some other stuff later on. Okay, so. okay, cool, cool. Now, and one last thing that I I just thought about is uh, I know right now you're I mean uh, right now probably your the main thing you, resource you have is your your graphic designer and stuff. Do you have you thought about working with any kind of marketing agency to help? promote the brewery or is that still a ways away uh we've not considered at this time um we have been contacted by a couple um it's amazing how many or how fast you'll be solicited for all kinds of services the moment there's any kind of story and then in the paper about what you're doing um (laughs) but uh at this time we're not not uh going to be going that route okay all right, no problem, no problem. Now, Chris, do you have any other other questions that I failed to uh, illuminate in the in the question and answers section? Mm, right now, no. Okay. Um, so maybe we'll come up with something uh, for another episode. But okay. That, that covers everything I'd like to know right now. 
Okay, and John, do you have anything that we didn't uh, talk about that you'd like to talk about, the pros and cons, the things you learned, lessons learned already in just this phase of the operation? You said, you know, you because you were new to the whole uh, graphic design thing and, and getting your point across and not knowing how much to give them, how much to, you know, you know let them explore or, or, or give them more, is there any helpful hints or, or suggestions of what you do differently or what you'd have if you were to give advice to another person who wants to start a brewery, what, what they should, you know, try to, to go with? Um, I think in that regard, it's more just make sure you're clear on, on what you're trying to say and don't be afraid to like, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're all professionals. Yeah. You know? Um, and at the end of the day, uh, you have to get something that you're happy with. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you're paying for it. You might as well get what you <laughs> what you want. Exactly. So. All right then. Well, then we'll end that topic. In fact, that's not only our brewery startup topic. It's actually kind of our brew buzz topic topic because we don't have a brew buzz. So that's kind of like everything in one, right there. And thank you, John, for for being enlightening. Uh, uh, we wish we would have got some cool beer names from you, but that's okay. We'll just keep waiting until fall, and then we'll finally learn which what beers and what names you came up with. And we're hoping that both Chris and I have a, a, a beer named after us in your, <laughs> are you, are you accepting suggestions for beer names? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So listeners, uh, send your suggestions to John. Uh, you can, you can do it through, uh, you know, Twitter or Facebook and they can, you know, send, send them his way and then he'll consider them. Maybe. All right. Always well, always a chance. Yeah, it's always a chance. It's always a chance. Okay. So, hey, we are doing really good on time. So, why don't I blow it? And this quickly, I just wanted to talk about uh, the article that Chris posted on Facebook just before or today, just before we started recording. And it was consider it was it was actually an article from FullPint.com, uh, which also does a they, it's a website that has beer information and also has a podcast. And, it, and uh, I, I don't remember exactly the name of the article. It had to do with 120-minute uh, IPA. Is it uh, why are so many people you know, still gravitating towards, towards that beer when there's so many other beers that might be better than that one? And uh, you have any – I mean, did you read that article, Chris? Yes, I did read that one. Okay, okay good. <laughs> so you want to just quickly, quickly summarize what the article was uh, covering, and then we can talk about some of the comments that were that's already been pretty uh, lit up uh, on our Facebook page from that. Well, like I said uh, in the beginning of the show, um, I'm I'm going to rate that as one of the beers that I really like, mm-hmm. regardless of its alcohol content. Okay, um, but the the, um, the the article was stay, saying how. Uh, why do so many people follow and seek out this beer um, when there are so many good options out there as far as double IPAs, triple IPAs, um, when, I mean, you could, you can literally probably go to each state and find a double or triple IPA that matches this beer as far as taste, as far as appearance, uh, as far as, you know, following. And you could, what, what, why is everybody flocking to this one? And I think it really came down to in the article is the guy who wrote it um, just says by Dan. All right, Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that, that people go after this one so much because it's, uh, it's really high ABV. It normally sits between 16 and 18 percent 
alcohol by volume and it only comes in a 12 ounce bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, it's a really interesting thought is, you know, why, when there's so many other breweries out there and not knocking dogfish head, um, that why, why flock to this beer so much? And is that the reason that people go after it? Um, because it's so high in ABV. Um, but you know, the, the author kind of mentions also that, uh, he, he goes after it because, uh, it is a bit of nostalgia. It's a good memory for him that, um, that I'm trying to find it while I'm reading through it here, but he, it's, uh, him and his father used to go down to, um, New Jersey to go pick up his one bottle limit. And he would have to, you know, explain to his dad, Hey, yeah, uh, I'm reading this, uh, directly out of it. Explaining to my dad about a nearly $10 bottle of beer (laughs) that had the strength of an entire six pack asking the liquor store clerk to go in the back and get my two bottle limit Uh, wrapping these bottles up in my suitcase for my trip back to Southern California, where dog head dogfish head had not yet expanded. Um, and, he just says, uh, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. He says in the, in a couple of lines down as the great beer pioneer, Sam Jackson once said, it will get you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, and it is, uh, I agree. I see a lot of people that when it, when it comes out, I mean, it's people are on it and I've seen it available when I've traveled, you know, away from, cause it's not available in the Boise area either. And I've seen it other places, but I haven't, you know, gone and said, yeah, I, I definitely want to try it. For one thing, the main reason I didn't really grab it because I, I, I knew it was like 18, 16, 18%. And my gosh, those beers that are that high in alcohol tend to, to, to leave, uh, you know, that, that boozy hotness is just not appealing to me. You know, another one that they do that gets a lot of, uh, praise is that worldwide stout, you know, that's 18%. Or maybe even higher, and I tried it. I had I had it on draft at Dogfish Heads Pub in Alexandria, uh, Virginia, and holy smokes! I want to talk about a sipper. I think it took me two hours to drink that that snifter of uh, of beer because it was just so damn boozy. Uh, but Chris, that was one of the beers that you brought along for me to try, and I do really appreciate uh, you let me try that and bring you know bringing your one of your favorite beers for me to try. I did enjoy it. Uh, I, I'm glad I got to try it. Um, it's not a beer that uh, that I'm going to go out and seek to, to get because, again, it is a little bit hot. Um, but now I've tried every single uh, version of the Dogfish Head uh, IPA series, and I think my favorite is the 75-minute. If I had to pick one that I really enjoyed the most, uh, and it's probably the one I've had the most also is the 75 minute is, is my favorite. I think it has a good balance of the alcohol and the flavor and it's a little bit, you know, better my style. So, but I'm actually, I was going to say, I'm actually kind of with you on that. It is. And I'll go ahead and admit it. I was only saying that it was like, Oh, the greatest beer ever just to mess with, uh, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it is, it's a, I mean, it's a very, uh, boozy, I mean, like we were saying, uh, while we were drinking it, I mean, it's just hot. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a big alcohol burn in that beer and, uh, um, you know, plenty of other triple or double IPA options out there that you could go after that would, you know, that you could drink by yourself. I mean, this, it comes in a 12 ounce bottle and you and I split it and 
I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had more than that six ounce pour. Yeah, yeah. no way. Yeah, but sure. when I do buy them, I do, I buy them to trade. Really? Okay. Okay. That yeah, that's good trade bait for sure. You could definitely mm-hmm. uh, you get some good stuff. So it was it was great that Amanda was the first one to uh, to respond to this post and uh, blasphemer. That's, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. That's blasphemy. Yeah, she says she says nice read. Also, one of the most overrated beers in history. Yeah, I said it. And of course, uh, <laughs> of course, you replied back to uh, that's that's blasphemous. And then uh, she replied back, uh, "It's it's true. Tell me, you'd still love it if it weren't eighteen percent." And you said, "You of course replied back, said, yep, I love it if it weren't eighteen percent.'" And then the best. And that was that was just me trolling, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and then she comes back with the best hashtag ever. <laughs> it says hashtag. Lies Chris McKenzie told me. <laughs> and I just, I yeah. literally read that and I was sitting with my wife and I, I, you know, you see LOL all the time. You know, you wonder if people really laugh out loud. I laughed out loud and Sarah looked at me like, what's wrong? And I said, oh my gosh, I just read the funniest thing that, that, that literally made me laugh uh, out loud because I just, I, I really enjoyed it. So. That was a, a great conversation, a really good article. I also read the whole article. I, I enjoyed the article. I understand exactly what he's saying. Um, and it's all just preference. I, and I'll be curious, uh, listeners out there, um, respond to our post on the Facebook if you follow Facebook. If, you, if you're on Facebook, look up the post. Put your own comment in there. I'd be, you know, we'd love to read your comment and find out what you think of this. You heard how Chris and I and Amanda feel about it. And John, what, what do you feel about it? You haven't responded on this thing. Are you, what do you think about the 120-minute IPA from Dogfish Head? Uh, I've only been willing to pay for it once, um, but I enjoyed it mm-hmm. when I had it. Okay. So um, that was like three years ago, I think. Okay, you think so. you think that if you had it today, uh, you'd have the same exact uh, experience and feeling that you had three years ago? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take I'll take that. You never know. You never know. That's true. All right, then. Hey, I just wanted to throw that little bit in because I didn't, you know, I did enjoy that article. I enjoyed the interaction we had on Facebook, and I want our listeners to continue to interact with that post. But like all good things, the show must come to an end. I know we've had a great time tonight uh, chatting about beer and about John's birthday and about John's brewery, uh, finding out about the marketing and, and, and what he had to go through to, to do all that. It's been great, but it's time to close. So before we do that, Chris, I'm going to give you the opportunity to raise your glass to anyone you'd like to raise your glass to. So I would like to give a big toast out to both of our wives, Denny, uh, Megan and Sarah. Uh, You know, you and I got together this weekend in Vegas to, you know, share a few beers, which by my count turned into 32 beers. (laughs) All Um, right. You and I did try 32 individual beers this weekend that I counted. So, Um, but, you know, my wife was in class all day um, and she was right there with us the whole time. Sarah was there, and I know she can't always have uh, as much beer as you and I do, mm-hmm. but uh, she tried pretty much everything and, you know, sat there and, and was part of the conversation. And it was really great to get to know you guys. I had a, We had an absolute blast with you. So um, cheers to Megan and Sarah, um, and hopefully we get to do that again. Of course. Of course. Excellent. All right, John, how about you? Who do you like to raise a glass to? 
I just want to raise a glass for Robert. Thanks for the question, and uh, thank you, everybody, for the feedback. Uh, I love hearing from you all. So that's it for me for tonight. Excellent. Those are great. Those are great toasts. Okay, and for me, I need to raise my glass to my buddy Adam and his friend Matt. That He lives in uh, England, and and, uh, I know he listens to the show, and he goes out and uh, and drinks some great craft beer in in, in, in England. They have a good movement. And I got to try some of the beers that uh, you know got brought back to me, and uh, of course the Beer Gonzo Beer Shop in Coventry, England. Uh, hey, it's great to have a, a shop where the locals can go and try some craft beer. Uh, so that that's pretty pretty good. So I want to raise my glass to them, and of course, Chris, to you and your lovely wife. We had a fantastic time. You um, are, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that we had any uncomfortable times, even from the very first moment we met. We just, you know, started chatting, and it's like we've known each other for years, and it, it was a fun time. And I hope, I hope you didn't have too much of me all at one time, because we just spent a lot of time together <laughs> this weekend. So hey, we had to get it in there. So yeah, yeah. We glad, to, like I said, glad to be able to spend some time with you guys. Yeah, yeah, and and of course we want to meet up with you guys again. And I'd love if one day we can all meet up together you john you know john and Kristen, and and you and megan and, and me and sarah we could all meet up and and have a great uh, time together it'd be fantastic because i'm sure that we would all get along just just dandy mm-hmm. so all right and uh of course i just want to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there who are protecting our freedoms i want to thank you for your service and uh cheers to you and we don't have a beer. We never selected a beer, did we, John, for our next tasting show? Yeah, we got to figure out a new game plan with what's available. That's true. For the two of us. That's so. going to be tough. So we may skip the tasting notes for next segment, um, but if we do do a beer, I will try to get those posted in social media and uh, in, in Facebook and uh, Twitter uh, so that everyone can uh, you know, have a chance to grab it before the show airs. But for right now, we might just skip the next show because I didn't prepare for it. It's going to be a little bit of work to do that. All right, and you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes, which are located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And, of course, remember, if you're listening to this show on your whatever, you you know, your, your phone or whatever, uh, hit the information button on there for the, the show, and the show notes are on that too. So you won't have any links on it, but you at least can see the beers that we're drinking. So as you're listening, and you may have heard a beer, and you want to kind of see, well, what was that beer? You can just hit that information button of the description of the show and dig down and find the beer that we're drinking so that you can write it down and go find it yourself. Oh, Denny, my amber ale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your amber yeah. ale. Yeah. I forgot to mention your Ambriel. Your Ambriel is fantastic. So, okay, we're not going to end the show right away here. We got one, two more beers to talk about. <laughs> I forgot that because uh, I didn't log those beers, Chris. I need to log those you beers. You want get on that? I'll, I'll get on it. But uh, Chris did bring two of his home brews too that I, I forgot to to mention. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'm not a big amber ale fan. I've you know I've mentioned it before. There's, I like red ales, but the amber ales can be hit or miss. I'll tell you what, Chris produced a fantastic honey amber ale that was very very tasty and um, i'm looking forward to to drinking more of that and and hopefully chris you'll be able to repeat the process and keep brewing that that fantastic beer but yeah i'm gonna say that uh that chris is definitely an amber 
an amber ale expert. So, John, if you need a good amber ale, you know, maybe we can uh, work a deal with you and Chris, and that could be his namesake beer. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was extract. It was extract brewing, not all grain. So, oh, he I cheated a he little. He can convert. He can convert it. It's okay. Yeah. He can convert. Yeah, it. I can make it better. Don't worry. <laughs> Good, because if it gets better, it's just going to blow people's heads up. Yeah, and then the second one was your uh, uh, vanilla, vanilla oatmeal stout. Oatmeal stout. Yep, yep. And it, again, I'll tell you what. He had some great vanilla. Uh, uh, flavor, natural vanilla, natural vanilla flavor in in that beer, <laughs> and who invited this guy? <laughs> but but I will say, as he already noted when he was on the show, that it is lacking a little bit in the body. It could be it, it needs to have a little bit more mouthfeel of that oatmeal. So John, he still needs some work on that. So just send him some uh, hints his way to for his next batch. He can step up that body just a touch. But it was still a good beer, good flavor. I really enjoyed the the vanilla for sure. Yeah, I'll work with Chris to improve his body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, it, and we all go. We all like a good mouthfeel too. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's get the show back to the uh, back on track so we can finish it within two hours. Here we go. If if you would like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can listeners follow you? Twitter at Prime Brewing Untapped Prime WA, and you can follow Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit the website trekbeer.com. All right, and Chris, how can our fine listeners follow you? Well, you can always find me on Tap the Craft's Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Tap the Craft. Uh, you can find me on Tap uh, on uh, Untapped and Instagram at mck one three four five, and always on Twitter at Chris McKenzie underscore eighty two. It's a, I think it's actually Chris underscore McKenzie eighty two. I don't use my Twitter handle very often, so <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> but it's okay. It's in the show notes, so just go to the show notes and you'll be able to find our Twitter handles because I know loose screw. I don't want to spell that out every time, but it's L U C E and then screw. So uh, there, I just said it. So there you go. So if you have trouble finding us, just look on the show notes. It's They're all right there. Okay, guys, it is last call, and we are going to bring this show to a close. We want to thank all of our great listeners for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and what else, Chris? Podbean. Yes, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder... We release a new show every two weeks. Yes, bi-weekly, two weeks. So go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are we gonna sing to John? Are you are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Oh wait. Right to to sing? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, we're not going to sing to John? Oh, okay. You disappointed me. I thought I, I was getting all excited. I was thought we were going to do some karaoke. I got my birthday hat on for nothing. Okay. My mouse is like jumping all over my screen by itself. I have no idea what the hell's going on. It's like clicking on stuff. <laughs> Sounds crazy. The machines are taking over. Well, this is going to be fun. <laughs> can you, can you, uh,
unplug right. the dongle and plug it back in or uh, Dang, no... don't ask him that that's, that's <laughs> personal <laughs> I'm afraid to let go of my dongle okay okay yeah keep the dongle secure okay then you guys ready to roll you got your beers and everything um yep wow that sounds that like sounded it. like you were peeing <laughs> yeah. <in> your last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That was a little bit uh, too much information there, Chris. It Thank wasn't you. even that close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, John, you uh, or never mind. I'm, I think I'm already running out of steam here, and it's early for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, I, Chris. This is where I take a breather. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cut it out in the end of the show. But because I talk too much, I have to uh, catch my breath. <laughs> so he's catching his breath by describing to you how yeah. much he has to catch yeah. his breath. I've I've been talking too much, so I think I should just uh, talk a little more to catch up. Yeah. Okay.